Welcome to the FCA Faith Out Front podcast, our episode four, part two interview with Nobles Darby the Fourth, FCA area representative here in Metro Cleveland. Before we jump into part two, let's go back to where we concluded part one. I had to be reminded, God, this is where you called me. And no matter how challenging this is, you know, no matter how, no matter how challenging this feels in this moment, I am not going to leave from this place. Um, because just like Jacob, you know, I'm going to keep holding on to you until you bless me. And, you know, um, COVID hits. Um, but through that, through this pandemic, you know, where everything has been seemingly shut down, God has been doing nothing but opening up tremendous doors for ministry for FCA. And so I would just encourage anyone out there that's listening as it pertains to your faith in the midst of adversity um, to be reminded, just like Paul said, that what you're going through at that moment it doesn't even pale in comparison to what God is going to do in your life if you remain rooted um, in his word and trust what he said. Wow. Amen. Well said, Nobles. And again, each time I hear parts of your story, more of it comes out. And I'm sure the listening audience is blessed by the faith that you're demonstrating and have been demonstrating. On that note, you, you've mentioned a couple times the Holy Spirit. And I want to pause at this point because for those that don't know, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes has existed since 1954, and we have a vision to see the world transformed by Jesus Christ through the influence of coaches and athletes. Nobles, speaking of the pandemic, you were at an event recently. It was at a Cavs game before it hit, and all of a sudden you got a Holy Spirit download. It had something to do with full court faith, which now is growing into something that could be a model for sports ministry and sports industry Talk a little bit about two things. First of all, this idea of the Holy Spirit, for those that may not know what that's like. I mean, what are you, Elijah? Or can this happen to, to normal people? I mean, what is that all about? And then what is this full court faith? And what a blessing that's been. I think people would love to learn more. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, going back to what I shared earlier, you know, I encountered the Holy Spirit at 13 and didn't know <laughs> it was the Holy Spirit you know, it was such an overwhelming presence that, um, you know, really consumed me and, you know, took over in that moment. But it, it wasn't, it was intimidating, but not in the sense that I needed to be fearful. But it was just so, you know, awe-inspiring and, you know, just kind of one of those moments where it's like, man, you know, this this feeling is so powerful, you know. So the, the presence of the Holy Spirit, if you remember uh, when Jesus was getting ready to ascend um, and, you know, go back to be on the right hand, of the throne with his father he told the disciples that you know even though physically i can't be here i'm going to leave behind um a comforter you know someone that you know will still be with you a representation or an extension of myself um and he left you know his spirit um his spirit is nothing more than his power it's his voice it's his direction you know sometimes we like to attribute you know when when we're trying to make a decision we'll always we have a habit just as people of just saying, you know, man, something told me, you know, I needed to go this way or something told me I needed to do that. And, you know, out of ignorance, you know, we don't realize that's the whole, you know, the Holy Spirit points us and leads us in the direction of God. You know, and for me, one of the things that I, I've liked to reference the Holy Spirit to, um, the Holy Spirit is an extension, you know, it's an extension of, of God to us. You know, um, I love to, you know, clean my home on Saturdays. That's just something I love to do. And, um, you know, vacuuming, for whatever reason, is just extremely therapeutic. Um, but one thing that 
you know, with the vacuum that I use, um, in order to reach certain areas, you know, in my house, I have to connect to an extension cord. Um, you know, that extension cord, you know, is still connected to the source of power, but it allows me to go a little bit further, you know, to reach areas that I couldn't reach without it. And I look at the Holy Spirit the same way, you know, the Holy Spirit gives us the power. It, it, it remain, it keeps us connected, you know, to the source of our true power and God himself so that we can extend and reach to the other places where his spirit needs to, you know, um, touch and impact people, you know, which kind of brings us into full court faith. Like you shared, Robert, I was at Cavs game on February 24th. It was my dad's birthday. So I'll never forget that day. Um, you know, we were literally getting pummeled by the heat by about 20 to 30 points um, going into halftime. And I remembered looking up into the rafters, um, you know, and I just asked, you know, in my spirit, I said, God, what would ministry look like between the Fellowship of Christian Athletes and the Cleveland Cavaliers? And um, as clear as you all hear my voice right now, I heard the Holy Spirit speak. Once again, I felt that presence um, that, I, that I did when I was 13. I heard the Holy Spirit speak to me the words, full court faith. Um, I didn't know fully what that meant at that time. Um, but I was just excited to know, man, God, you know, that, that was quick. <laughs> so clearly it let me know that that was something that, you know, God already had in mind. He was just waiting on me to ask. And let that be an encouragement to you all out there. You know, the answers that you're looking for sometimes, you know, God is just waiting on you to ask the right question. You know, it's not that he doesn't want to answer. He's just waiting on you to ask the question so he can provide the answer you've been looking for. Um, and so, you know, I, I went to the game not even knowing I was looking for, for ministry opportunity, but as a result of, you know, me just sensing God in that moment, um, it led to that question being asked. And um, we were able, you know, through God um, connecting us with the right people, we were able to launch a uh, partnership with the Cleveland Cavaliers entitled Full Court Faith, um, where Cavs coaches and athletes, both current and former, have an opportunity to use their platforms um, to talk about their faith and how faith is shaped their athletic careers. Um, as a matter of fact, we have an event coming up on August 29th at the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse um, where we're going to be uh, hosting 60 um, athletes, high school athletes from all over Northeast Ohio. They'll be going through a basketball skills clinic for the first portion of the day. And then the second half of the day, they'll be participating in a panel discussion centered around faith, sports, and race and, and, and kind of pointing the direction, you know, or shifting the conversation as where do we go from here? you know, and how we can encourage these young high school athletes and their coaches um, to promote racial harmony and racial unity and learn how to tap into the power of the Holy Spirit to make those things happen. So we're excited, man. God has been doing some phenomenal things. So um, Full Court Faith is just another, uh, another one of those things God has done. Amen. And what was also powerful about the story, didn't the Cavs come back and beat the Heat that night? Yes, they did. <laughs> and so, you know, funny enough, when we did our first interview, uh, full court faith interview with uh, assistant coach and director of player development, um, Cavs coach Mike Garrity, I told him, I was like, hey, man, you know, uh, I'd like to think I had something to do with that victory that night <laughs> and us coming back. So we had a good laugh about that. But yeah, we did. Uh, we did wind up coming back and winning. So that was awesome. Now, we can't promise that the Holy Spirit will always bring a victory for Cleveland sports teams, but it is encouraging <laughs> to know that it worked that night. And we even talked at one point about there's already Loudville and stuff like that. Yeah. There needs to be Faithville. And, and I think it's <laughs> a message, Nobles, and I think you're really tapping into something really important. 
that whether it's Nobles Darby the fourth or whether it's a high school student at Avon or Glenville or whether it's a middle school, middle school student you know, playing tennis for the United States Tennis Association, God can speak to you through his Holy Spirit at any given time and that he's looking for people that just are willing to be available for him to be the one who's able. You talked about the vacuum cleaner. I remember I was told once that it, to be tapped into the Holy Spirit is like a battery. You have to have a minus sign and a plus sign. Can you speak to that a little bit? Because, I mean, you talk about asking and amen. It's not like you're asking for $10 million and you're asking to be famous and you're asking to have your name in lights. You're asking for the Holy Spirit to work through you. Big difference. Can you speak to the humility that's required for that plugging in and, and how God just does what he does when we're surrendered to him? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I've learned, and once again, it's been demonstrated um, to me, you know, through the uh, through my family, you know, growing up, um, that ultimately the, the lower we go, so to speak, the higher um, the God within us, you know, comes to comes to the surface. You know, um, I learned my, my parents used to tell tell me all the time um, the scripture that talks about um, pride comes before destruction, you know, and, and all those different types of things. And so, you know, they were just reminding me, hey, son, you know, in everything that you're doing, you know, if, if God isn't in it, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, um, only what we do for Christ will last, you know, and, and that's something that, you know, I still hold true to. Um, to this day, you know, because we understand ultimately even Jesus, you know, every time, you know, the people tried to praise him and, you know, uh, make his name famous, what did he always do? He always referenced his father. He always pointed back to his heavenly father. And so in the same vein, you know, if we are to be emulating, you know, the behaviors and, you know, how the relationship that Christ had with his heavenly father, then that's the same model, you know, that we need to be uh, following as well that every time, you know, people speak to what it is that we're doing, you know, we need to, the Bible talks about, you know, acknowledging our good works through Christ, you know, and so every time, you know, people want to celebrate, you know, what God is doing is fine, but, you know, I'm always quick to say, praise God, you know, and, and not to sound cliche, not to, you know, be overly spiritual or whatever the case may be, but ultimately we have to recognize that if it wasn't for Christ, if it wasn't for his spirit at work within us, um, uh, what's the scripture, Ecclesiastes 3, 3 and 20, that God will do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power at work within us. But what's that power? Once again, that power is his spirit. So if it's not his spirit at work within us, then, you know, how could we possibly take the credit? And so I just think it's important to, uh, you know, remain so low um, so that God remains high and exalted in, in our lives. Well said, Nobles. I'm so glad you bring up Ephesians 3.20. Again, to him who can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. Clearly, you're asking big, and God's delivering big, including a thing that's on your heart and our heart called one team. Right? Let's think about the times we're living in again. Of course, COVID-19, and we pray that those numbers drop and we can get back to a, a normalcy of life that, that we all want to appreciate. But also, we've had some serious racial tensions that have been mounting for years if not decades that all seem to be crescendoing and as we look at that we think of how god is the solution you always remind us that when jesus is lifted up he draws all people to himself black white latino asian rich poor republican democrat west side east side inner city suburb etc cetera, etc cetera. 
talk a little bit about another solution that God seems to be bringing called One Team, and how can people get plugged into that? Absolutely. Um, so we were in a, a staff meeting for FCA, and uh, once again, another Holy Spirit download came. We were talking about, uh, you know, some ministry initiatives we wanted to explore, um, because one of the things that I saw in Cleveland growing up, and, you know, sadly, it still exists to this day, you always heard Cleveland referred to as East Side and West Side. There was always just this, this divide, you know, well, hey, East Siders do this, West Siders do that. East Siders wear this, West Siders wear that, you know, but, but to me, it just was silly because I'm like, this is all just Cleveland, you know, and so with that, um, you know, to bring it, make it more specific, um, Glenville High School, which is a, a program that I've been working with, um, you know, very, very, very intensively over the last couple of years. Um, Coach Tay again, um, Coach Frank Streeter, Coach Matt Chinchar, all champions for Fellowship of Christian Athletes, do a phenomenal job, you know, with their huddle ministry over there. Um, same with uh, Avon Lake, um, the athletic director, Eric Frombach, you know, um, Coach Mead, Coach Elder, you know, Avon is, you know, the cream of the crop when it pertains to Ohio football at the highest level, Division One in high school. Um, and so Avon and Glenville were set to play one another this season and next season. Um, and so we were exploring the idea, well, what can we do um, outside of the field, you know, to really do something impactful to bring, you know, these two communities together. If you look at the makeup of Cleveland, you know, um, there's vast, you know, differences between the Glenville community and the Avon community. And so we, you know, began to talk as a team, well, what, what is it that we could do, you know, to really just kind of break down the divide, you know, that exists, you know, between that east side, west side, Cleveland, so to speak, um, and just bring these teams together for something bigger than the game of football itself. And in that meeting, uh, the Holy Spirit downloaded the name One Team, you know, and really the emphasis or the concept behind one team is that it doesn't matter whether you play for Avon High School, Glenville High School, Bedford, Maple, whatever the case may be, black, white, Hispanic, Latino. Uh, um, it doesn't matter if you, uh, you know, are upper class, lower class, whatever the case may be. At the end of the day, we are all one team because we are God's people. Um, we are who God's created. We are the the, uh, the craftsmanship of his hands. And so we really want to use this one team initiative as a, uh, a platform to bring together high school coaches and athletes from all over Northeast Ohio, no matter what community, city you grow up in, you played in, um, but bring them together, tear down the racial barriers, have conversations that promote unity, you know, unity as it pertains to race, unity as it pertains to being one body, one team in Christ, um, and really just help have having these individuals work side by side, completing community-based service projects, doing community cleanups, you know, feeding the homeless, things of that nature. And so it's really just an initiative aimed at promoting unity across the board, bringing our city together for the kingdom. Um, because at the end of the day, when Christ calls us all home, we'll certainly be one family. And so while we're here on earth, we believe that we all should operate as one team. Powerful. And, and may it be so, Lord. And I know we talk in-house that if King James, i.e. LeBron James, could help bring a championship, which brought $1.6 billion or so people to downtown Cleveland to celebrate a championship, what would it look like for Metro Cleveland if King Jesus was lifted up and all people drew under his leadership? No offense to King James because he's an amazing basketball player, but Jesus Christ is perfect. And when he's lifted up to that one-team vision, 
how powerful that could be. Speaking of that vision, and I know we only have a few minutes left, part of what we're doing with FCA is E3 for engage, equip, and empower coaches to better leverage their platform for Christ to influence student athletes at all levels or athletes even at the professional level. You want to talk a little bit about E3 1000, which is another part of the vision. Some of the doors that open up with Cleveland State and so collegiate, high school, elementary, professional levels, how this E3 model could help one team catalyze a, a movement here in Metro Cleveland. Yeah, so we recently as an FCA staff um, a couple months ago went through um, an intensive uh, three or four day training it was um, on our E3 um, training method within Fellowship of Christian Athletes, which, focusing, which focuses on engaging, equipping, and empowering. Um, and really what that means is, you know, engage is uh, beginning the process. We, we, let me back up a little bit. FCA, you know, they preach to and through the coach. Um, we know, and Robert, you reference this all the time, Billy Graham, um, which was a, uh, I mean, this guy was a legend when it pertains to evangelism. I went to a Billy Graham crusade as a child, um, but Billy Graham uh, said, you know, a coach can reach, you know, more people. Um, I can't remember the exact quote you used, Robert, but. Yeah, a coach in one year can have more impact over our youth than most people can in a lifetime. Absolutely. And so um, growing up, you know, as, an, as a young athlete, I always used to hear, you know, coach said, you know, two most powerful words in sports, coach said, you know, and that was true because whatever your coach said, that's what you trusted. That's what you believed in. That's what you modeled, you know, your, uh, your playing after, your life after. And so um, the FCA believes if we can, you know, disciple the coach, if we go to and through the coach, you know, that can help impact it and completely change the culture for that team. And so um, we engage the coach, you know, develop a relationship, see how we can best serve that coach. You know, uh, we equip them, you know, with the tools that they need in order to lead, you know, ministry um, within their team. And then we empower them. We encourage them. We make sure they have everything that they need in order to go do ministry um, and disciple their young athletes in hopes that that will, in the process, lead another coach you know, to want to start ministry within his team as well. And so as it pertains to E3 1000, we have a vision as FCA Metro Cleveland that over the next 10 years, that by 2030, we will have, Lord willing, a thousand E3 discipled and trained coaches within Fellowship of Christian Athletes, a thousand coaches that, you know, are preaching and teaching, um, you know, the method of Jesus while they're coaching the X and O's. I mean, could you imagine how powerful that would be for these young athletes, not to just hear, you know, hey, uh, a red, right, 88, let's, you know, keep it to a Browns reference, you know, but to also hear a uh, Philippians 4.13, uh, you know, a, a Philippians 4.19 and Ecclesiastes 3.20, you know, those things would be so powerful. And so we are so excited just to see, you know, this, uh, this wave of, of evangelism um, just run through all of uh, Metro Cleveland. We specifically have a assistant wrestling coach right now at Cleveland State University um, who is about to begin the process of that training, that E3 training. And the hope is, you know, he'll be able to establish um, huddle ministry, a coach's ministry on Cleveland State University's campus. And, you know, we envision that coach helping to disciple and lead other coaches, not just on that campus, but throughout all of Northeast Ohio. So it's just going to be exciting to see, you know, what God does um, through evangelism and discipleship over these next 10 years. And we're thrilled that we get to be a part of that journey. Amen and amen. That'll preach, nobles. You are definitely bringing it. 
And as we bring it home here, just want to tee this up for the concluding remark would be, what would you want to say to the listening audience that you haven't said already, or the coaches, the athletes, to anyone in this Metro Cleveland community and beyond, any last comments you want to bring it home with before we close here? And by the way, it's been awesome to do this and have you share more of your story. And thanks for putting your faith out front. Oh, absolutely, bro. It was, uh, this was fun for me, man, um, just to be able to, like I said earlier, be on the other side of this and just be able to, you know, share all the phenomenal things that God is doing, what he's done in my life and, you know, what he's going to continue to do. And, um, you know, as we prepare to uh, close this out, you know, I would just encourage all of our listeners out there um, to really find what it is that God has called you to do. Um, you know, I, I'm a firm believer. There, there's a quote that I heard um, early on, you know, the two most important days in your life. Um, one, the day you're born. Um, secondly, the, the reason you find out why. Um, I believe that, you know, no one was born, you know, by happenstance or just out of coincidence, but you were born because just like Jeremiah 29 and 11 states, um, God has a plan for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope in the future, plans to bring you to an expected end. And so my prayer and my hope for all of you out there, um, just like God did for me, is that you really just ask him, you seek his face, you discern, Lord, what is your will? What is your plan for my life? Um, because through his plan, through fulfilling your purpose that he has for your life, you're not only a blessing, you know, you're, you're not only uh, cause yourself to be blessed, but you impact those around you. You know, I realized early on that the call on my life was never about me, but it was for God to use my life to be a blessing to so many others. And so just think about that. How many people um, could God use you to bless or impact as a result of you just saying yes to his will for your life? Um, and that's a, a very, very cool way to have faith out front, to know that as a, result, as a result of putting my faith out front, it led others to Jesus Christ and it led others to pursuing his purpose in their will, his will for their lives. Nobles, you're in the zone. What a blessing to serve with you. Thanks again for putting your faith out front today. And for those that have listened to Nobles and previous interviewees, we hope you're encouraged that in this season where there's a lot that if you took your eye off the prize, you might sink like Peter. But when you step out of the boat in faith towards Jesus, you step on solid ground. And clearly, Nobles, you're stepping on solid ground. And there's other interviews to come. Thank you for joining us for FCA's Faith Out Front podcast interview with Nobles Darby IV. We trust this interview has been both timely and inspiring for you. Tune in next week for another timely interview as another champion of faith and sports puts their faith out front. God bless you and put your faith out front in a special way this week. Take care.